0: Let me ask you all a question. Let me ask you a serious question. How many people in this room tonight know somebody who was arrested for possession of marijuana? We are going to move forward to expunge the records of those arrested for possession of marijuana.
2: And welcome to another episode of Subliminally Correct. Taylor, what do we have up for today? So in this episode, we'll be revisiting Bernie Sanders as he wins the Nevada caucuses. Now, we've consistently said on the show that Bernie is maybe one of the most persuasive politicians that we've heard from. And last episode, we talked about many of the rhetorical devices he used in the speech, some of the themes and value-based discussions that he was doing. And now today we'll be continuing to dissect exactly what makes Bernie so much more influential than many of the other candidates out there. Now, before we get to this first clip, if you really like this show, please remember to visit our Patreon page. Go to subliminallycorrect.com. In the upper right-hand corner there, you're going to find a button It says support us and we do hope that you'll support us here on the show you can do so for as little as a cup of coffee just to keep our energy moving to keep us going and doing this show week after week and continuing to bring you all of this great content and you can also tweet at us at subliminal pod to let us know your questions and what else you'd like to see here on the show Now, in this first clip, we'll be hearing how Bernie thinks that Donald Trump is on the wrong side of the scientific community and what that means for him and for his campaign. Let's take a listen.
0: And when we talk about the major crises facing this country, it is a sad state of affairs when we have a president of the United States who believes that climate change is a hoax. Well, the scientific community has a slight disagreement with Mr. Trump. They think that climate change is an existential threat to this planet. And our administration believes in science, not right-wing extremism. and that why together we are going to adopt the principles of the Green New Deal, yeah. which creates up to 20 million good-paying jobs as we transform our energy system away from fossil fuel to energy efficiency and sustainable energy. Brothers and sisters, this is a moral issue. We must make sure that the planet we leave our children and grandchildren is a planet that is healthy and habitable. And when we talk about issues that must be dealt with We, in fact, are going to reform a broken and racist criminal justice system. We do not want to continue a situation where we have more people in jail than any other country, including China, four times our size. And the people in jail are disproportionately African-American, Latino, and Native American. And that is why we are going to invest in our young people, in jobs, in education. Not more jails and incarceration. That is why we are going to end private prisons and detention centers. That is why we are going to end the war on drugs and legalize marijuana in every state of this country.
1: So Bernie starts off here really nominalizing the scientific community as this group of people who are all in unison in their beliefs and they're all in disagreement with mr trump and what's funny here is that you know he sort of adds this little bit of a joke to it to add emphasis that he says it's a slight disagreement with mr trump as if it's some sort of like Uh, massive, giant disagreement. He's sort of, um, by adding that little bit of jest, that little bit of a joke to it, he's basically amplifying its effect. Like, you've got to be crazy if you don't believe it with the exact same thing as I'm saying right here, because obviously the scientific community has a huge disagreement with Trump. It's not slight at all. And uh, it's the little things like that that Bernie Sanders really just like tosses into his speeches or his statements or his debates to sort of make you feel as though you are, you know, uninformed or stupid or or whatever it is. If you don't agree with him and if you don't agree that this is also a giant, huge problem. And so what he uh, goes on here about is uh, is... All of his policies, again, that he's going to give the people in the crowd, um, uh, you know, talking about investing in the young people and, you know, all all the different groups out there that he's trying to please. And, you know, the way that he refers to his audience when he's shouting these things out right here. Just listen. He says brothers and sisters and he uses like the royal we And this, this whole, um, you know, our movement, um, phrases like that, that, you know, really adds to that collective experience where it's not just him doing these things it's we are doing these things and it's our movement and brothers and sisters, we're all in this together, but you know what you got to do? You've got to elect me. And uh, and so he he uses these value statements. He uses this collective language, and then he throws in these tiny little things that make you feel as though you know maybe you're not that well informed if you don't agree that this is a giant problem with the world, with the government, or with Mr. Trump the way that he does. Um, and all of these things add to that persuasion that Bernie Sanders really you know, wields here in
2: this speech. Yeah, and he links his support of climate change, you know, our administration believes in science, not right-wing extremism. So by calling it his administration, he presupposes himself then into the office. He could just say our campaign, but it's not. It's our administration. A little tricky word choice there. And then as he's talking about this climate change, he links that right into here, the jobs. So that is why, and you'll notice this is one of his main causal linking phrases here. That is why together we're going to adapt the principles of the green new deal. And why do you want the green new deal? Well, it creates jobs. Okay. 20 million good paying jobs. So by saying these principles here of what he's doing, you know, he didn't say they're they're going to adopt the Green New Deal. He said they're going to adopt the principles of the Green New Deal, and somehow those principles are going to turn into jobs. How does that work? Well, you'll just have to elect Bernie and find out. Now it sounds rational, of course, but he's assuming facts into you know what is he doing here. And what I like here is that Bernie goes back to his, you know, key phrase. He talks to us about incarceration and the broken and racist criminal justice system. And he says we have more people in jail in this country than some countries like China, four times our size. And so by comparing the U.S. to China, he makes a link to authoritarian regimes and implies that, The reason people are in jail is because of authoritarianism, that there's too many people in jail. It's because of this broken criminal justice system. And even China has a better criminal justice system than us. That's what he's saying here. And he comes back to his key phrase. We want to invest in young people. We want to invest in the young person's jobs and education, not jails and incarceration. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that we've actually covered this before. We covered it back on episode 28 when we were covering another one of Bernie's speeches. And we also covered it in episode number 14. And that was the speech where we actually invited a Bernie staffer to come on the podcast and to talk to us a little bit about How Bernie's policies, you know, happen. And we actually went through one of Bernie's speeches with his staffer to actually say, okay, what was he doing here? What was he trying to get to? What was this persuasive message, you know, going through? And it was clear that that jobs and education, not jails and incarceration – was put there primarily as a rhyming device, something that then appeals to a different part of the person's brain. So that's episode number 14, and you can go and listen to that one when you get some time. Um, and then he goes off and names the different groups that, of course, are going to be you know, benefited by these policies you know, that he's doing. Now, in this next segment here, Bernie is going to be continuing with this, and he's going to be making it personal. He's going to be talking about marijuana, but he's going to be making it really personal. And you're going to see what we mean as you hear this clip about what he does here to have people step into a personal role with this much more directly than they already were. So let's take a listen to this next clip and to really notice what he's doing here with this persuasive tactic.
0: Let me ask you all a question. Let me ask you a serious question. How many people in this room tonight know somebody who was arrested for possession of marijuana? We are going to move forward to expunge the records of those arrested for possession of marijuana. And when we talk about broken and racist systems, we are going to bring about fundamental reform to our immigration system. I am the son of an immigrant. My father came to this country from Poland without a nickel in his pocket, couldn't speak a word of English had very little education. I know something about the immigrant experience. Together, we are going to end the demonization of the undocumented in this country. On our first day in office, through executive order, we rescind all of Trump's racist immigration executive (laughs) order. On our first day in office through executive order, we restore the legal status of the 1.8 million young people and their parents eligible for DACA. office, we end a border policy which today allows federal agents to grab babies from the arms of their mothers and throw children into cages. That is not what America is about. And together we will do what the American people have wanted to do for years, and that is pass comprehensive immigration reform, and a path toward citizenship. Earlier today, Jane and I were in El Paso at the memorial at that terrible shooting, terrible shooting in El Paso, at the Walmart store there. And this is my promise to you our gun safety legislation which the american people want because they are disgusted by the amount of gun violence and mass killings in this country our gun safety legislation will be written by the american people not the nra we will have Universal background checks. We will end the gun show loophole and we will do what the American people want, and that is end the sale and distribution of assault weapons in this country.
2: Okay, so right here from the beginning, Bernie asks a question. He says, let me ask you all a question. How many people know someone who was arrested for marijuana and the hands go up, right? Because someone knows someone who was arrested for marijuana. Now at that moment, keep in mind that those people are simultaneously raising their hands and they're thinking about their friend or their family member or the person they know inside of their minds. And then after they have raised their hands and thought about this person, Bernie says, We are going to move forward to expunge those records of the people who were convicted for those crimes. So think about what he just did here, where he has them thinking about the person. They've made it very personal inside of themselves. Their hands are raised. They have now publicly committed that this is something that they are passionate about. Okay. This is a psychological driver called commitment and consistency. The things that people are committed to, they tend to be more consistent with. So when they've made a public commitment to that, I mean, no one really knows who raised their hand and who didn't, but they know they've made the public commitment. They've made it personal to themselves. And right at that moment, Bernie says, we're going to expunge those records we're going to set those people free of that being on their record. And immediately the people applaud, of course, but they do it from a different place because now it's not just about them helping themselves, it's about them working in order to benefit someone else they care about. So who is going to campaign harder for Bernie? The person who is doing it only in their own self-interest or the person who now does it for their own self-interest yes but also because they want for their friends and their family members and their neighbors who have those previous marijuana convictions to have those expunged so that was a nice little persuasive device here you know that that he uh he does and then he you know he continues with his his speech here his segment here and i liked this part where he says together we will do What the American people have wanted to do for years. And when you think about a phrase like that, it's like, okay, you're going to tell me, you're going to give me what I want. But what did he actually say there? Together we will do. So it's action oriented. What the American people, who are they? You know, this is what I've described here on this show as one of my most uh, favorite word phrases in politics the American people have wanted to do for so it's motivation for years so it's the motivation that has been extended for years and hasn't been met so there's kind of this build up of tension this build up of you know uh, the the spring is ready to unleash here and he says we are going to pass comprehensive immigration reform he says his soundbite here about the path towards citizenship And this really made me think that um, a lot of times when people are talking about Bernie Sanders, they say, well, the reason I like Bernie is because he is so authentic, because Bernie, not like these other politicians, Bernie has been saying the same thing for years. He's been saying the same thing for years. He has remained consistent for many years. But actually, there's another way of thinking about that. Which is, he has been saying the same sound bites, the same messaging for years, and because of that, those messages are tested. You know, this is like a focus group, except his focus group are all of his campaigns and all of his audiences, and he knows what gets the biggest applause. And when he says the same thing over and over and over again, it becomes an anchor, which is a classically conditioned response. And it becomes something that they can rely upon. And most importantly, though, these messages are tested. Why would he change them? They have worked for many, many years. And so he keeps saying them and basically they keep working. So that's what you're hearing a lot of the time when you hear Bernie continuing to hammer saying the same exact words and phrases and getting that predictable response from his crowd. Yeah, and so what about this whole thing
1: with him and his father coming over with without a nickel in his pocket? So, I know something about the immigrant experience. Well, think about that right there. Bernie is almost 80 years old, and his father is older than that. So, we're talking about, what, 100, 150 years ago, uh, the immigrant experience? So what does Bernie know about the modern day immigrant experience that Bernie Sanders can relate to here? Not a whole lot, but he doesn't get into that. He doesn't, he glosses over that. He sort of, you know, wants to throw something out to, to, you know, make it seem as though he has credibility. And then again making it sort of uh, the so saying it so emphatically that uh, you it's ridiculous to say that anything else is true of course he's got immigrant credibility because you know 200 years ago his, his father came over uh, from Poland and so uh, no um, it's really funny the way that, that that Bernie is able to do that there And then again, the imagery that he brings up relating to the gun issues here, um, grabbing babies from the arms of their mothers and throwing children into cages. And uh, then he lists off all of the gun safety legislation, Um, again, in Oprah Winfrey style where, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to do the other thing without really explaining what or how or the process or what he's done before to do this um just just tosses it out there to screams and chants and uh and it's both a combination of you know the campaigning by grievance and then also like we're going to magically get all of these things done but i mean That's sort of what a political rally ought to be. Um, And so this is what Bernie does very well.
2: Now, in this next clip, we're going to be hearing Bernie talk about flipping around a mathematical equation and what the one percent really means. Let's listen to what he has to say on this subject.
0: You know, I am a United States senator and I am on the floor of the Senate very often listening to speeches from Republican conservatives. And as you know, their mantra, what they talk about all the time, is that they believe in small government. They believe in getting the government off the backs of the American people. And what I say tonight to those hypocrites, if you believe in getting the government off the backs of the American people, understand that it is women who have a right to control their own bodies, not the government. And my promise to you is that I will never nominate anybody to the Supreme Court or the federal bench who is not 100% pro Roe v. Wade. We will codify Roe v. Wade, put it into law, and we will significantly expand funding for Planned Parenthood. As a United States Senator, I do understand the power of the corporate elite and the 1%. They have have literally unlimited amounts of money. They have significant control over the media, over our economy, and over the political life of this country. but at the end of the day, the 1% is 1%. Now, I don't have a PhD in mathematics, but I do know that 99% is a heck of a lot bigger number than 1%. So what this campaign is about is understanding that if we do not allow Trump to divide us up by the color of our skin or where we were born or our religion or our sexual orientation, if we stand together, if we fight for an agenda that works for working families and the middle class, if we get involved in the political process, if we stand for justice, if we stand for compassion, if we understand that we are all in this together, that my family has to care about your family, your family cares about my family. Brothers and sisters, if we stand together, We will not only defeat Trump, we will transform this country and create a government and an economy that works for all of us, not wealthy campaign contributors. Thank you all very much.
2: All right. So here Bernie is telling us about a little bit of a math lesson. You know, the 1% has significant power, but at the end of the day, the 1% is... One percent. You know, it's like he tells us this thing Um, and, you know, he's not a Ph.D. in mathematics, but he does know that ninety nine is more than one. Um, So no one can argue with that logic. um, But what he's saying is, hey, they have the power over there but we have more power over here. So he's obviously really trying to do his grassroots thing to inspire a broader base of people to come out in record numbers to the polls. That's his whole you know, thing that he's looking to do here. And he talks about how, as a senator, I understand the power of the corporate elites. It's like, well, wait, why do you why do you understand it more than you know the the other people? Um, he doesn't go into that, but he talks about the hypocrites, right? the Republicans who um you know, want for the government to to uh, get their hands off the backs of the American people but can't take their hands off of women. And he then goes into a very thematic appeal here. And what I really like about this is right here at the end, where he says, we're going to form a government where my family has to care about your family and your family has to care about my family and we're going to care about each other instead of, and then he links it back to the greed and the corporate and the people and this and that. And, you know, in a lot of ways, this is why Bernie's message and Donald Trump's mass message, although they are very different in certain ways there is this common theme of we want to get back to the simple life. So here in this episode, we've heard, you know, Bernie talk about being, you know, young people being able to go to school. We've heard about people just being able to live their lives. We've heard about, you know, him being the son of the immigrant. And now this is about our families caring for each other. So it's this very kind of like nice neighborhood, you know, kind of image where people are coming over and they're, you know, bringing each other brownies and they're, you know, they're they're taking care of each other. But it's not just that they are taking care of each other. They have to take care of each other. And that's the part here that makes Bernie Bernie, because that is, in neurolinguistics, they call it a modal operator of necessity, that that is a necessity based language. It's not just that you have, you know, you should be taking, although that's one too, you should be doing it, but you actually have to do it. And that is what he wants for it to be. It's not going to be an option. People have to take care of their neighbors. They have to take care of each other. So you hear how he is going to kind of force you to be nice and at the same time he's bringing it back to this very um, you know sunshine era of American values and you know maybe that's why he is in some cases painting this utopia but also is getting to a world which might be a little bit out of touch
1: Bernie Sanders really goes right back to what he was doing earlier that idea that everything I'm saying is so obvious that I don't need to be a PhD in mathematics, but I do know that 99 is greater than one, like things like that, where he sort of makes it seem as though you're an idiot if you don't agree with him and you don't think that all of these things are also wrong. Um, But then also, you know, in this sort of uh, setting here, he's almost making it empowering the idea that, well, obviously the American people can overthrow the 1% because, 99 is greater than one and you should all join into my movement because obviously we can defeat these giant powers that are pulling the strings behind the curtain and uh you know he really uses this both as a you know sort of a a cudgel to get people to listen to him but then also uses it as an empowerment tool for the people who are already listening to him. And so this is what he's really doing it right, right here. And he goes back to that idea that the 1% has that significant power. And, you know, uh, at the end of the day, the 1% is just the 1%. He, again, back to grade school, back to very simple things and, you know, uh, tapping into sort of that childhood knowledge, um, to make really complex and difficult fights. Like think about it, trying to overthrow millionaires and billionaires and a revolution in our political system, well, that's just as simple as 99 and one. But it's not. He's able to simplify it into those terms, though, to make it seem like it's doable, to make it seem like it's possible, to make it seem like all the things that he's been talking about this entire speech are so simple and so easy and so obvious. When in reality, they're extremely nuanced and complex. And that's what makes Bernie Sanders so interesting and so persuasive is his ability to take these really complex, difficult policies, turn them into values, and then also oversimplify them into these really uh, abstract base concepts um, that should be obvious to everyone. Um, and, And that's just what Bernie Sanders does. And that's why we love talking about him on this show.
2: That's really fascinating, Alex. And I think that's all the time that we have for today, everyone. Uh, Remember that if you like the show, remember to support us on Patreon. It's up there on the top right of the website. You can also find it on the show notes. You can support us at Patreon. And you can do it for as little as a cup of coffee to keep this show on the air and to keep all this great content coming to you. And also remember to shoot us a message on our website. Let us know what it is that you like and enjoy. You can tweet at us at SubliminalPod, and we look forward to seeing you next week.